Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for October 22, 2023. Please join in our call to worship. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, I will go before you and level the mountains. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches hidden in secret places, so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel my chosen, I call you by your name. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I arm you, though you do not know me so that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Amen.
Let us pray. O God, you are the Lord, and there is no other. We ask that you guide us and give the courage to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. this morning is from Psalm 86. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my call for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. 
Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. Amen. We continue our Faces of Our Faith series with Queen Vashti. Our scripture is Esther 1. This happened in the days of Ahasuerus, the same Ahasuerus who ruled over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. In those days when King Ahasuerus sat on his royal throne in the citadel of Susa, in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all of his officials and ministers. The army of Persia and Medea and the nobles and governors of the provinces were present while he displayed the great wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and pomp of his majesty for many days, 180 days in all. When these days were completed, the king gave for all the people present in the citadel of Susa, both great and small, a banquet lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white cotton curtains and blue hangings tied with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and colored stones. Drinks were served in golden goblets, goblets of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished in accordance with the bounty of the king. Drinking was by flagons without restraint, for the king had given orders to all the officials of his palace to do as each one desired. Furthermore, Queen Vashti gave a banquet for the women in the palace of King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, when the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, and Abatha. Zethar and Karkas, the seven eunuchs who attended him to bring Queen Vashti before the king wearing the royal crown in order to show the peoples and the officials her beauty, for she was fair to behold. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command conveyed by the eunuchs. At this the king was enraged and his anger burned within him. Then the kings consulted the sages who knew the laws, for this was the king's procedure toward all who were versed in law and custom, and those next to him were Karshena, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Meres, Marsena, and Memukan, the seven officials of Persia and Medea, who had access to the king and sat first in the kingdom. According to the law, what is to be done to Queen Vashti because she has not performed the command of King Ahasuerus, conveyed by the eunuchs? Then Mamukan said in the presence of the king and the officials, Not only has Queen Vashti done wrong to the king, but also to all the officials and all the peoples who are in the provinces of King Ahasuerus. 
for this deed of the queen shall be made to known made known to all women causing them to look with contempt on their husbands since they will say king ahasuerus commanded queen vashti to be brought before him and she did not come This very day the noble ladies of Persia and Medea who have heard of the queen's behavior will rebel against the king's officials, and there will be no end of contempt and wrath. If it pleases the king, let a royal order go out from him and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, so that it may not be altered, that Vashti is never again to come before King Ahasuerus, And let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. So when the decree made by the king is proclaimed throughout all his kingdom, vast as it is, all women will give honor to their husbands, high and low alike. This advice pleased the king and the officials, and the king did as Mumukan proposed. He sent letters to all the royal provinces, to every province in its own script, and to every people in its own language, declaring that every man should be master in his own house. Many scholars believe that the Book of Esther is a novel, not a history. It was written maybe a century or so after the events it describes, the rule of the Persian king Xerxes between 486 and 465 BCE. It is the story of a queen who saves her people. It is unique among the books of the Bible in that it is one of the two books in the canon which make no mention of God. The other is the Song of Songs. But even though God's name is not mentioned, we who look for such things can see that God was at work behind the scenes. God does not always have to send angels to carry God's message. Sometimes ordinary people can do so as well. When we study the book of Esther, we generally talk about Esther's courage. We talk about her willingness to put herself in peril in order to save her people, the Jews, from genocide. We talk about her intelligence in hatching the plot to bring down the wicked Haman and reverse his orders. But we do not usually talk about her predecessor, Queen Vashti. Because, let's face it, Queen Vashti seems like only a stepping stone to Queen Esther. Queen Vashti was a placeholder, a not-so-famous forerunner of the famous Esther. Surely she was not as clever as Esther. Look at what happened to her, banished from the kingdom, demoted from being queen. She certainly did not know how to play the hand she was dealt, as Esther did. But Vashti is an amazing character in her own right, because Queen Vashti was a stand-up gal. She knew the power of no. Let's take a look at the setting of this story. It is the city of Susa in the country of Persia, which in those days stretched clear from India to Ethiopia. It is the reign of King Ahasuerus, or Xerxes, as we might more easily name him. 
King Ahasuerus is in the third year of his reign and at the height of his powers. He is fabulously wealthy, so wealthy, in fact, that he holds a party for 180 days to show off his wealth and power. He invites everyone who is anybody in his kingdom, and the wine flows freely. At the end of that 180-day party, there is another party for everyone in town, including the common people, which will last for another seven days. And yes, the alcohol is still flowing freely. When the king is deep in his cups in the company of other drunken men, he realizes that he has shown off all of his prized possessions except one, his beautiful queen Vashti. So he sends his eunuchs to fetch her to come before that crowd wearing her royal crown. Some scholars interpret this command to mean that she was to appear wearing only her royal crown and nothing else. But even fully clothed, it would have been a humiliation for Queen Vashti to be paraded in front of this crowd of drunken men. So she says, no. No, she will not come. No, she will not be shown off in front of this drunken crowd as part of the evening's entertainment. No. Just simply, no. Not going to happen. Well, things go south fast. The king is incensed. How dare she make him look like a fool? How dare this woman refuse to come when she is called? And according to his advisors, the king should not only be concerned for himself, but he should fear for all the men of his kingdom. What if all women should do as Vashti has done? Why, this could get out of hand. There would be chaos in the kingdom. It is, in fact, a national crisis. It becomes a matter for the king's advisors to solve with a law, a punitive law, the kind of law that is made when the powers that be are shaken. Queen Vashti is banished. Women are admonished. And the hunt for a new queen begins. The stage is set for Esther to save her people, all because of Queen Vashti's single no. There have been many times throughout history when there has been great power in saying no. Here are four examples. When India was a British colony, the British Raj imposed a hefty tax on the import of salt. It was also made illegal for Indians to collect or make salt for themselves, even when salt lay in great quantities by the seashore. This especially affected the poor of India. Gandhi led a nonviolent salt march, which attracted worldwide attention and sparked a desire to fight for independence within the country. During the speeches he gave over 24 days of the march, Gandhi encouraged followers to boycott salt by making their own. Gandhi was later arrested, but the protest against salt continued during his incarceration. 
he continued his fight for Indian independence, which came in 1947. On December 1, 1955, in Alabama, Rosa Parks decided to defy racial segregation rules by not giving up her seat for a white passenger when asked. Her actions sparked the Montgomery bus boycott, designed to put enough economic pressure on the city to listen. The campaign was so successful it led to the desegregation of buses by the U.S. Supreme Court. Rosa's defiance changed the course of civil rights in American history. No one knows the identity of the man who stood in front of army tanks the morning after after the 1989 Tiananmen Square protests. In this act of defiance, Tank Man was filmed standing in front of the tanks, and as they tried to move around him, he stepped to block their way. The unknown rebel was able to grind a column of tanks to a halt, a reminder of how small actions can have epic impact. Narjez Mohammadi is an Iranian human rights activist and Nobel laureate. She is the vice president of the Defenders of Human Rights Center. In May 2016, she was sentenced in Tehran to 16 years imprisonment for establishing and running a human rights movement that campaigns for the abolition of the death penalty. She has since given reports of the abuse and solitary confinement of detained women. Just last month, while still in prison, she was awarded the 2023 Nobel Peace Prize for her fight against the oppression of women in Iran and her fight to promote human rights and freedom for all. Brothers and sisters, we too have the power to say no. We can say no to the abuse and oppression of the poor, We can say no to war and violence. We can say no to mindlessly following the crowd. God give us the courage of Queen Vashti to say no when no is the right answer. Let us pray. O God, give us the courage to see clearly which way is right, despite what others may say or do. Give us the power to say no when saying no is the right thing to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Speed high.
Receive the benediction. May we trust the Lord to go before us in the way. May we find the certainty of our calling. And may God grant us the courage to say no when no is the right answer. Amen.